Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Friends, I wrote a 10-week Bible study called The Beatitudes, and in my book, I tell the story of my friend Leo. Leo was someone in my life who struggled with letting go of his past, embarrassed, ashamed, and in fear that it would always show up someday when he least expected, he continually looked into the rearview mirror of his life. One day, Leo told me his story. As a small boy, his father died. A couple years later, his mother remarried a man who was very violent. Whenever Leo would do something wrong, he was beaten. At age 12, Leo headed to the streets to avoid the risk of another beating. The street kids were wild and tough and started offering him drugs and alcohol. He felt like the drugs took away the sting of loss that he'd felt and kept him away from the beatings at home. Leo packed a few clothes in a backpack and headed out to live on the streets. At age 14, he wasn't ready for what he would find. To stay alive, Leo told me of the horrific lifestyle he began to live. The story stopped as Leo sobbed. I patiently waited as I saw his pain unfold. He continued his story and said, One day, after about a year, while out on the streets, a kid from his old neighborhood found him and said, Your grandmother sent me. Your mother is dying of cancer. She wants you with her. She's at the hospital. Leo replied, I can't go. I'm too ashamed of what I've done. Leave me alone. But two days later, the young man was back, and he said, Leo, your grandmother sent me back. She said it doesn't matter what you've done. Come home. Leo told me about his shame and his fears. He could not see his mother or his grandmother, both godly women, after the lifestyle he'd lived throughout that year. He said, I trusted no one. Everyone was out for themselves. Food was hard to come by, and my sin was great to be able to get it. I couldn't go back. But something changed inside of his heart and he felt called to his mother's side. He didn't know his grandmother had her entire church praying for him. He walked into his mother's hospital, and her eyes lit up as she held out a frail little hand. My baby, she said, come here. As Leo moved across the room and hugged his mother, they both cried. He said, I have no life, Mom. I have no life. His mother told him that day that he needed to come home. The stepfather had left them, the grandmother had moved in, and the church was helping them. It was safe now. Leo told me he would never forget what his mother did next. She said, I have something for you. She reached around the back of her neck and unclasped her necklace. It was a small cross made of amber. Leo explained to me that amber is a light reddish colored gemstone formed by the fossilization of tree sap around pieces of leaves, twigs, and insects. She handed the cross to him. I cannot take your cross, Mama, Leo said. All is forgiven, Leo. See the cross? Look at this little bug inside of it, and yet the beauty of the stone encompasses the bug. That is God's love, forgiveness, and mercy for you and for me. It's all-encompassing. The bug has become beautiful now because of the cross. Leo stopped his story and he looked at me. I lived a life of shame until then. I moved back home and my mama died. I changed my life, but I live with the pain of regret. Friends, we have only one life. 
Are we just going to allow regret and guilt to come and break down the doors of our hearts and minds every day? Will we allow those emotions to take over and morph who we are, or will we put the past where it belongs in the past? Today, as we continue to focus on this topic of moving past your past, I'm thrilled to welcome 2012's ASCAP singer, songwriter of the year, and Dove Award nominee Josh Wilson to the show. I would describe Josh as an incredible lyricist and a fabulous musician with a yummy voice. Josh just released a brand new CD called That Was Then, This Is Now. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. So, Josh, I read that you are a pastor's son. Did this influence how you got your start in Christian contemporary music, and does it have any impact on how you're able to craft your inspiring lyrics? Yeah, you know what? Um, growing up in the church, uh, you know, I learned about Jesus from a young age. I'm so thankful to have been raised that way. My, uh, Like you said, my dad's a pastor, so um, that was, uh, for a while, I thought I might be a pastor myself when I was a kid. I thought I might grow up and, and be a pastor of a church, but fell in love with music um, pretty early on. I started piano in the fourth grade and, and drums and guitar in the sixth and seventh grade. And so uh, once I started playing those instruments, I started getting interested in, in songwriting as well. And so in high school and early college, um, it was pretty natural for me as I became more interested in songwriting to to write about faith and about what God's done in my life. And to share the stories of God's goodness and God's faithfulness through music. So, yeah, it definitely uh, had an influence. My parents are both musicians as well. My dad's a guitar player, and my mom sings and plays piano. So uh, definitely a spiritual influence, but also a musical influence as well. Wow, I love it that you come from a musical family, because, listeners, if you haven't been thinking that you're going to run out and buy the CD, you need to get there fast, because this latest CD. Josh is so amazing. I mean, song after song are so meaningful. The lyrics just really resonate. It's it's wonderful. And I love this new CD that you have. It's called That Was Then, This Is Now. And Josh, just so that you know, the show tonight is going to be all about um, the past, you know, just getting past our past. And sometimes people get stuck with that. And in a few minutes, we're going to be listening to the title track. Tell us the premise behind this song. I love it so much. It's catchy. It stays with you. And personally, um, I want to know out of all of the songs on the CD, which one for you was the hardest to write? Well, you know what? Actually, the the title track took me the longest. It was the first piece of music I wrote for the album and the last lyric I wrote. I had the music and the track for it almost completely finished before I knew what it was going to be about. I, I tried a few different approaches for the lyric and different ideas, and, and none of them really fit. And so it, it, the song itself was actually a bit hard to write just because the music was so special to me that I wanted to find the right lyric. And, and once I did, it came pretty quickly. Uh, the idea of putting our past in the past uh, sounded like this song. It sounded like a joyful topic to write about. Um, the bridge is is First John one nine. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, yeah, it, it, it's probably uh, probably my favorite song on the album, and it was also the hardest to write. But it means a lot to me because it's it's exactly what you're talking about. It's 
whatever's in our past, whether it's something that happened 20 years ago or 20 minutes ago, um, we're able to, to live in the present uh, of who we are in Jesus Christ. Um, Romans 8 one says, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And, uh, and the whole album is sort of an approach uh, to, to, to just that celebration of who we are in Christ, putting the past in the past. It says, box it up like an old photograph. You don't have to go back because that was then and this is now. I love those words. I love them so much. As I looked at the lyrics, because the way that I like to listen to music is I think, okay, I'm a musician. I spent over 25 years as a worship director. And so I kind of like to look at the whole song as a package. Is it valuable for listeners? Is it something catchy? You know, will people pick up on it? And then when I hear it and I'm loving it, I really sit down and soak in the lyrics. So I loved looking at the lyrics of this song because it just really was great. And I think that there are going to be listeners out there who are going to say, okay, well, I did this in my past and I can't get, you know, I can't move past that. And I can't accept the fact that I did this. And and they get stuck. I know there are times when I get stuck. And, you know, I'm just thinking out loud here, Josh, do you ever feel like you get stuck? I mean, you wrote this great song, but it had to come from somewhere inside of you to understand it. Yeah, I I think that's probably a pretty human tendency is to to feel guilty or shameful about things that we've done or things that have been done to us and um, the beauty of the gospel is it's we're, we're loved by God not because of what we do or don't do we're loved because of what Jesus has done and you know when we we place our faith in Jesus and like first John 1 9 says confess those sins he, he really does forgive us not on the basis of our actions so no matter how bad we've been or how good we think we are, uh, none of that matters uh, if we hand that over to Jesus. And sometimes, you know, I think it's easier uh, for some of us to let go of things in the past than it is for others. And sometimes it takes um, help from others, you know, to, to confess those sins, certainly to the Lord, but to share the burden of, of the weight of that with, with other believers, whether it's a pastor or a counselor or a spouse or just a dear friend. Um, I don't think any of us are, are called to uh, to carry that weight alone. And so the more we bring that into the light, uh, I think the, the lighter that burden becomes. I think that's so true. And I also like to encourage people just in my ministry that when we don't forgive ourselves, when we get stuck in a place that our past continually is haunting us. I like to think of it like you're driving in a car and you're looking in your rearview mirror and it's like the past just completely pulls you to the side of the road and you're stopped. You know, you're just stalled out. And I think people just get caught there. They get trapped. And there's such great freedom in the knowledge that Jesus has forgiven us. You know, Scripture tells us as far as east is to west, that's how our sins are forgiven from God. We don't have to hold ourselves captive. He certainly doesn't. So I love that your title track is so encouraging and fun and uplifting. But the other song I really love, I mean, I love all of them, but the one that really resonated with me was the song Coming Home home. Um, It's an example of the, here's the lyrics. I I love them. I'm scared to look you in the eyes. I've had a second chance a thousand times, but you're the light left on. You're an open door and you'll always give a thousand more. Those lyrics bring comfort to our souls as we think about God and his mercies and forgiveness. Tell us a little bit about writing that song. Well, you know, that's the, that's the first step in, 
in forgiveness. It's the confession. It's the repentance. It's coming to a place in our life where we realize um, we're not good enough uh, to approach a holy God without the forgiveness that Jesus offers. And it's the prodigal son. It's it's the thing we said we'd never do again, and and uh, and the thousands of times we do it. Uh, but like like the song says, you know, God's grace is sufficient uh, to, to meet us where we are. Uh, none of us are too far gone. None of us have done that one thing too many times to not be forgiven. Um, it, you know, I, I love in the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son, the, uh, how the father runs to meet his son as he comes home. And that's what that song is. It's a song of repentance in my own life. And... Uh, you know the the bridge says, "I'm a wandering soul who's found the truth that my restless heart can only rest in you." And so I chase after all these things that don't satisfy my soul. Um, and and the song is just a reminder that that Jesus is really the only thing that can satisfy. And what a comforting, comforting thought that is to be able to just know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can be forgiven, that you don't have to live as a prisoner in the past, that you can move forward, and that I love the prodigal son story. I mean, that's a great story, Josh, and thinking about it, thinking in my mind about that daddy opening up his arms to his son and accepting him no matter where he'd been or what he'd done. He was just so happy to have him back. And listeners thinking about that storyline and us, that's how God is for us. Um, He's offered his son for us. So Josh, it's exciting news about you and your wife because you're expecting your first baby. How is she feeling and how are you guys doing? Are you ready for this? (laughs) Uh, Man, I I think we're probably as ready as anybody can be who's ever had children. We're, uh, you know, we've got the baby room ready and I've we're a month out, so at this point it could happen any time. So I've got car seats in the car, and we've got we're stocked up with diapers, and we've got family ready to drop what they're doing and come help us. Uh, so we're we've prepared as much as possible, and at this point we're just praying for a healthy last month of pregnancy and a, a healthy baby and smooth delivery as smooth as possible. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're equal parts excited and nervous and. Um, it's it's all happening. It's kind of crazy that it's this close, but yeah, we we couldn't be happier. We don't know if it's a boy or girl. We're going to be surprised, so we're uh, uh, we're we're anxious to, to just know what the baby is. Is it a boy or a girl? Uh, but right now, just focusing on a last um, few weeks of a healthy pregnancy and just praying. It's, God's, that's uh, so grace exciting. And delivery. Yes, so exciting. And we're going to pray with you. Listeners, we're going to take a listen to Josh's brand new song from the brand new CD with the same name. That was then. This is now. Give a listen. I love this song. We used to hide from the light. We made friends with the night. We were headed the wrong way on a one-way track Going nowhere fast We got used to the dark We thought, this is who we are And we figured that we were just too far gone But we were wrong Cause love came running like a river And we got washed in the water Then he said you're forgiven And your sins are gone That was then This is now
If you're just tuning in today, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. And today in the studio, we're chatting with one of my favorite people, Josh Wilson, worship artist. Josh, if you could leave our listeners with one last thought about what you want them to take away while they're listening to your new CD, That Was Then, This Is Now, what would you tell them? Well, since we're talking about leaving our past in the past, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll end with that. This uh Sometimes I feel like as Christians, you know, we we confess our sins, Jesus forgives them, and somehow we still feel guilty for them, even though God doesn't see us that way. It's almost like uh, we're we're in this prison cell, and we're hunkered in the corner, but but the door to that cell has just been blown away. It's it's gone, so we don't have to stay there. We're we are free to to leave, and we are free not to go back. So uh, I'll I'd like to just finish with my favorite Bible verse, Romans eight one. Uh, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. That was Josh Wilson, and you can find him at joshwilsonmusic.com. You can purchase his music at his site, or you can download it on iTunes. His incredible songs you're going to need, including one of my old favorites, I Refuse, along with everything from this latest CD, That Was Then, This Is Now, and I recommend anything and everything of his you can get your hands on. Thanks for being on the show today, Josh. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's a, a privilege to chat with you and uh, talk about God's goodness. Listeners, when we look into the rearview mirror of our lives, we will have regrets. Every single one of us can stop while we're reviewing our journey and think about things we've done that we're not proud of, sins that we've committed, whether large or small in our minds, and we can stop dead in our tracks feeling sorry for ourselves, wondering how we can ever go on. But here's what that does. It just leaves us stopped in the middle of the road. It renders us ineffective. 
When in all reality, we learn from our mistakes. We learn from our trials, and yes, they do leave scars and they leave stains. But the best thing about getting past our past, it's that God is a redeemer and a restorer. He rebuilds things. He rewards people. Since Christ died on the cross for those sins, we get to move past. We don't have to let them move past us. Ephesians 1.7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. We're free from the past. We don't have to run and hide. We don't have to carry the burdens and be ashamed. We get to run ahead of the past. That's why we leave it in the past. That's why we call it the present. That's why we're headed towards the future, because we're forgiven. Friends, I called my friend Mark this week and I asked him, Looking back over your past, I'm sure there's things you would do differently, whether it's in your marriage or parenting or your job. Just like anything in life, when you're really mad or sad about how you acted, how do you get over it, Mark? And how do you forgive yourself? When I think about the mistakes that I've made, and believe me, there have been many, whether it's mistakes that I've made, missteps in my career, or things that I've said, that I've regretted or things that I've done that were discovered later and and uh, there were consequences to be paid. I think that the way that I've been able to move on and forgive myself in light of those mistakes has been number one to remember that God, the creator of the universe, the only one that can really truly judge me and condemn me for the mistakes that I've made, has chosen to forgive me. And if he has chosen to forgive me, who am I to to hold unforgiveness against myself? Um, as far as moving on, I guess... Um, Realizing that I can't change the past, but that I can learn from it and change who I am today. Um, the future's unknown. The past is already set in stone and can't be changed. And yet today is the one thing that I can have some uh, control over. And so learning from the past and and uh, hopefully... Um, hopefully being able to use those lessons that I learned to be a different person, a better person today. And then I think lastly, remembering that the mistakes that I have made, um, keeping those in my mind so that I can extend grace to others when they make mistakes. Um, Because it's easy to, to... swing one way or the other on the pendulum and, and uh, either condemn myself and feel depressed and feel horrible all the time or push all of my bad things out of my mind and get on my high horse and and, uh, look at others around me and judge them for the mistakes that they're making. I think it's really important that we remember who we are and where we've come from so that we can extend grace to those around us. And uh, so, yeah, um, live, live life um live live today with no regrets and and uh, at the end of the day um ask forgiveness for the things that you do regret and do better tomorrow i guess that's how i do it 
In order to get past your mistakes, you'll need to ask for forgiveness. I found that asking Jesus is the first step, but asking yourself for forgiveness is the next important step. Remind yourself that everyone makes mistakes. Maybe today you're thinking your mistake is so huge and affected so many people adversely that there's no way to get past it. Maybe you've stopped going anywhere, stopped talking, started hiding like my friend Leo. Perhaps today you're thinking about your mistakes and you haven't even been able to move forward because what you did has changed everything. Friends, there's no hope, you think. But there is hope. Jesus provides hope. And in order to live your best life, you have to move past your past. Listeners, we've been talking a lot today about moving past your past, forgetting the past, moving forward. And a lot of times we think it's about us, right? Because we are the ones that are holding ourselves back. We haven't forgiven ourselves. We haven't gotten past what we've done. But here's the other direction. Here's another angle as we look at forgetting this, forgetting the past. It's about people and it's about what they've done how they've hurt us, how they've harmed us. Maybe they've come into your life and they've just created havoc. Maybe you've had to go through a really bad divorce or maybe you've had a family that's broken and and there's been a lot of fighting, a lot of feuding. Maybe the parents have died and there's a fight over the will. I don't know what kind of situation you're in, but I know that if you're living on planet Earth, you're gonna experience tough times. And you're going to experience times when people really don't deserve to be forgiven. But you know what? None of us do. That's the best part about the story of salvation from Jesus, is that none of us deserve to be forgiven, but he forgives us. And scripture tells us that we need to forgive others in order to be forgiven. And so if you're thinking today, wow, part of my past isn't me. It's not me forgetting or forgiving something that I've done. It's the fact that I'm holding something against somebody else, my brother, my uncle, that neighbor, whoever it was that's harmed you, they're holding you in prison. Did you know that? You don't think about it very often because they've probably moved right on with their lives, but you're still being held a prisoner by your own mind and your own attitude because you can't forgive. So I'm telling you today, putting your past behind you, moving past things, isn't just forgiving yourself, it's forgiving others. Listen to these words of comfort from Psalm 103.12. How far has the Lord taken our sins from us, farther than the distance from east to west? What a comfort to know that God doesn't hold things against us. So why should we hold them against ourselves? Break free today from your past. Don't let it hold you captive. Don't let it keep you stranded on the side of the road. Ask for forgiveness and then forgive yourself. Remember that God's love, forgiveness, and mercy are for you and for me. It's all-encompassing. The bug has become beautiful now because of the cross. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, today I want to pray for each and every listener out there who's struggling with forgiving themselves. I pray, Lord, that you will help them to release the regrets and gloom that's hanging over their lives. I pray that they will ask forgiveness from you, will move forward, and that you will restore them and give them freedom and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Listeners, if you want to read more about Leo, you can purchase my book at kathyweckworth.com. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, your best. 
For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.